Hello there. Um, this is an interesting episode. I did the half marathon yesterday and I learned a lot and it was a huge effort. Um, all the plans that were made for a soft let the knee warm up and then start speeding up a little bit and, and aim for a time that's about one hour and 45 minutes. Um, all of the all of the gentle plans that were made were pretty much obliterated from the start. Uh, the past week was a bit odd. It was a bit tough. Um, I've been saying that a lot lately. I think maybe it's just some mental fatigue and physical fatigue. Monday I was supposed to run 8K and I couldn't. Friday was only 4Ks and it actually felt pretty good. It felt like I was running really fast, but then I looked at the time and it was like 6-minute Ks, which wasn't fast. And then I was just thinking, this is just going to be a bit of a grind, the half marathon. But one thing I did do, right, I stopped drinking alcohol for 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 six days straight. So I did... So yesterday the half marathon was on Sunday, Friday, all the way back. I didn't drink any alcohol. And I mean, mentally I was clearing the mind. Physically though, I think it might have helped. It might have even helped the knee. Because even though I found it a little bit harder to get to sleep at night and just stay asleep because I kept waking up early. Maybe because I was sober every single night. Like the body was able to heal a bit better. Maybe. I don't know. As mentioned previously, athletes say you have to prioritize sleep as one of the most important parts of the recovery process and to improve performance. And I never really did that until the past week. And yesterday when I went to do the run, I felt the best I have in ages. Like I was bouncing. I was really ready to go. I The warm-up was I, I just easy. Everything about jogging to the start line to because it's a little bit of distance from the car was easy everything felt good at that start line and so when I started the run I started according to what my plans were I started way too fast and everyone always starts those things fast and so I've kept trying to remind myself like there was 4,000 people there or you know you all take off too fast and so I was trying to tell myself no get down to about you know five minute kilometer pace keep it keep it keep it slow but i probably went out like four minute 45 or something like that and the thing was i felt really comfortable and then i saw this guy pacing so they have these people pacing they wear they have a balloon and a and a bright vest so you can identify them and they have people pacing at like the two hour mark and the um one and a half hour mark and there was this person there's three of them actually pacing at the one hour and 40 minute pace. And I was near them and I just thought, I'll just, I'll just hang off the back of that. I'll just, I'll just let that go in front of me. Like I thought one hour and 40 was going to be too quick on that day because of how, you know, I'd been feeling. But I just thought I'd let it go. I'll sit behind them and... I just enjoy the run. Like, I just let myself look at the architecture around and enjoy the morning light and 
seeing the boats on the bay and just not get too caught up in like it being a race or anything like that. It's just all the time. I just ran just, just following these this group. And it's like it sounds really easy. It was a bit hard to put into practice because um, even though it was a mostly flat course, there was these steep rises that were like unexpected. You'd be running along and then suddenly notice that you were going up a hill, a bit like at Darabin Park one, I guess, where you're just sort of running and then it sort of goes up a little bit. And then you're like running a proper hill, like at Kennington Park one in Bendigo. And then there was also these muddy points that, that you go through this parkland and you're sort of running on a bit of like a softer grass, sort of not concrete or bitumen or anything. It's just this parkland area. So a bit, again, a bit like park runs like at Studley Park or Ringle, you, you're running in a different area. And it was nice to do that because it just, you just changed it up a bit and the brain sort of thought differently about where it was again. And Melbourne, it just makes it just makes you realise how good Melbourne is as a running city because it's got those hills and those parks and it's, it's really nice. It's not full of huge buildings like in Tokyo or just full of really dense human activity like in London. Like there's plenty of people around, but it wasn't thick. But yeah, I was just hanging back from these one hour, 40 minute finish pacemakers and it was sort of fun to watch them run because, you know, they'd, they'd use some road, like a road cycling signals to point out bollards where they put their arms out the side. And it just made me think about the world because there's um, the Tour de France and cycling all over the world. And I was just thinking, like, how lucky we are to be able to just get up in the morning and go for a run. With, you know, there's there's so much rubbish that's going around. That you know, getting up at five thirty in the morning and going for a social one is a really lucky thing. Like I've worked quite hard financially to be able to put the time aside to be able to do this sort of thing, and even that struggle isn't hard compared to what other people face. So I was just thinking that you know, at one point I was just thinking how lucky I was to be out there running and feeling good, and my right knee was giving me a little bit of pain, but not like terribly and my left leg was fine so it all bounced out at the yin and the yang just underneath me as i kept saying i i keep saying i was following these pacemakers and the plan i thought as i was just following them at one hour 40 pace i thought i was just i was just ramp it up because what i wanted to do i was sitting back behind them and i thought wouldn't it be cool if like i just time it perfectly so that at the finish line i run fast enough to like tap tap their balloon that's trailing behind them so i'm just on that time with them and i thought what i'll do is i'll start i'll start winding it up at that 5k mark to go and there's 5k to go I'll pretend like in my brain, like I've just gone out for my morning, Saturday morning run and I'm just joining in with a park run, like normal. And at 5k to go, I was going up a hill and I thought, nah, that's silly. I'm not going to do that. No, it's, I can't just start a 5k now after I've been like running fairly hard for, for 16k. I can't just pretend it's the start of a 5k. So I thought I'd, I thought I'd wait, and one of the mod squad team was coming in the opposite direction because you, there's a little bit, there was a bit, bit of an out and back, so they were going, the, and they gave me a 
yelled out at me and said g'day and that that, that was really cool of them. I don't know who it was. <laughs> Thank you, whoever that was. Because um, it's just nice to have. It really is so good when people on the side of the road give me a clap. I don't. I'm. I. It's not really in the Australian culture to do that. I don't think people are really that aware of how fun that is. But it is for me is so motivating when somebody's on the side of the road saying, you know, give me the clap, saying keep going, good stuff. I love that so much. Um, it's my favourite thing to do at park runs when I'm volunteering is just be a marshal or something like that. It's just, you know, have no responsibility but just to say, like, great effort, keep going, just to give that person, whoever's going past, whatever group's going past, give them a little bit of a a buzz. And it's so good. And so I was, like, I was just hanging on the back of these people and going up and down these hills that were right at the end, near the end in the last few k's. And then probably about 3k to go, I I decided that if I didn't start trying to catch up with these with these pace setters ahead of me, I'd I might not get there. I have to just wind up the pace and slowly, not try and sprint to them because that would cook my legs. And just wind it up. So I thought I'd start running, and I got fairly close. And then I saw the guy at in the front of the pacemaking group look at his watch and I was so afraid that he was going to shoot off realising that he was going too slow but he didn't he just sort of continued I caught up probably with about one and a half k to go I caught up alongside of him and then I thought I've got two choices I could liken the two of the front sort of cyclist to sort of slow down sit behind him let him set the pace and I was just sit behind and that'd be cool and then another part of my brain said, no, you've got momentum. And if you slow down now, you might not be able to pick up again if you need to. So I just kept running. And i got to tell you, it was like someone in Mario Kart using all their gold coins on the course. I was using everything I had to finish that half marathon. Like, I was busting it. I don't know why I cared so much. I guess it was just I've been feeling good. I was grateful for being there and I thought I've come this far there's no point like just saying you know close enough is good enough or like I didn't even think I, I didn't think I'd get close to like my PB at all but I just thought I'm, I still want to post a good time I'll just give what I've got and so like it, I wasn't sprinting by any means but I was pushing as hard as I could Last 500 metres came up, and I've never felt 500 metres feel so far ever before. I saw this sign for 500 metres, and I thought, man, I'm so far away from the finish line still. I was just pushing, pushing, pushing. And I still kept having this thought that the the, the 1 hour 40 pace setter was going to just sprint up behind me, just close in. I was fearing these steps, and I was running up this ramp to get to the finish line and people were going past me which never happens on a hill but people were going past me and I was pushing as hard as I could and I run around the corner and look there's a photograph so there's there's on-course photographers right and there's they're scattered all over the course but at this point like near the finish line there's this on-course photographer taking photographs of people crossing or near the finish line and 
I've, they've sent me these copies of the photographs, and I'll post it online for you. There's a photo of me finishing with my face screwed up like a I'm controlled by a puppeteer who's clenched their fist. Like every muscle in my head is pulled so tight with a gap in the middle, just squeezing air in and out. And the most annoying thing about that photo, that is as bad as it sort of sounds to be looking at, is that there's a guy behind me who's got earpods in and looks like they're listening to a sleep cast. They're doing the same one and they're so relaxed. It's just at the finish line, man. How are you that calm at the end of a half marathon? Anyway, I cross the line and I'm, I stagger over it. No, well, I didn't stagger over the line. I got over the line, sort of just and ran into a hunch and just was like, oh, great, I'm done. Got told by somebody to move on. <laughs> and I ran across to the side and waited at the barrier. I turned my watch off. And then I, I, I turn it back on to, to add an extra few metres because sometimes the, the distance is out on your watch because, you know, it's it's trying to track you from, I don't know, hundreds of kilometres. What, what a satellite is like thousands of kilometres in space and it's trying to get an accurate reaching of you by just a metre dot down in the, on planet Earth. So, like, sometimes they're out a little bit. So I added some distance to make sure that it actually clicked over to the half marathon distance. And then I looked at what I did for the first time. And so according to my watch, it said that I did the half marathon, which is 21.1 kilometers in one hour, 39 minutes and five seconds. So I, the one hour 45 smashed it. Beating those one hour 40 pacemakers, got them. Right, not a PB, but I was absolutely stoked. Because, you know, all the problems, all the training mishaps, everything, I, I, I got under 1 hour 40. So happy with that. Then I got a text message from the company that gave me an official time from their start-stop calibrated timing chip things that said I did the half marathon in one hour 38 minutes and 28 seconds which is even better it's no pb but it's better right it's not quite the one hour 36 minutes but then sean sent a message out in the, in the group chat saying really proud of everyone listed a whole bunch of people who did really well and added me saying and a great pb for me and i thought i sent him a message saying nah mate i, I didn't but thanks thanks anyway and then just this morning, I was looking at my results. At some point, I got it mixed up in my head. One hour, 36 minutes was what I thought my PB was, but it wasn't. I did the half marathon yesterday in one hour, 38 minutes and 28 seconds. Somewhere along the line, I mixed up my times and my PB, I was trying to beat was one hour and 38 minutes and 46 seconds so I beat that by 18 seconds after all the hiccups and all the problems and just feeling a bit crap that training of slow runs and massages and 
taking time off alcohol and just setting time aside to sort of care about my running and and health in a different way beats the person who was younger than me now who was just thrashing out runs thinking I knew what I was doing and that's that's pretty satisfying but you know the the weird thing here guys is like I learnt a lot over these few weeks I've I've looked back at some of the recordings and I probably sound a bit more down than I well, I was pretty down at times <laughs> let's be honest but I'm glad I've been honest in this in these recordings um, because you know things go down and then you feel good like now um, I I've learned that my body can still do things and, and potentially you know be better than I was not just mentally but physically which is an amazing thing you know being gentle to myself so both both for muscles and brain power is important it's good to reward your achievements I learned that I think runners don't have a great sense of humor because they haven't laughed a lot of my jokes but maybe it's just because they're always out of breath. Runners do have a good sense of humour. I've been mean to them. I don't know what the future's going to hold. I think I will do a marathon. I crossed that off the list a few years ago. But I think I will carry on. I'll definitely keep running. I'll definitely keep learning. And I'm definitely happy that you've been listening. Thank you. Hi, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Park Run Life. This is the outro where I tell you that you can get in contact via parkrunlife at gmail.com or you can contact me directly on social media at Luke Morris Ha that's L-U-K-E M-O-R-R-I-S-H-A that's pretty much all I have to say have a good run thank you Blue for the music please don't sue